Hey everybody, it's Grant and Tina back with you on something to talk about. And on this episode, we are going to talk about pedigree does not equal purpose. Because I think so many times people look at someone that um, came from the right family or got to go to the right school or had the right training. And so they have, they, people get in their ideas that they have a higher purpose and a higher calling than everyone else, and nothing could be further from the truth. Um, We all have unique gifts. We all have um, a purpose that we were created for individually, and it doesn't matter where you've come from. um, That purpose is not diminished in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, I I don't think God is actually looking for pedigree when he looks for people to use. I think he's looking for people that are willing to do what he asked them to do, period. Um, we can look at so many people. I didn't, I, one comes to mind off the top of my head. I know you probably heard this a million times, but David in the Bible, David was a shepherd. Shepherd job was the worst job to have in the world. Nobody wanted that job. Okay. That's all he did. Took care of his dad's sheep. But it's funny to me, he was the youngest and took care of his dad's sheep. It's funny to me that the king went through all of his brothers and they had the stature. They had the look. They had the height. They had it all, right? But the king said, you have any more sons because none, none of these are the next king. That's not going to work. But I got one, he said, but he's out tending my sheep. I, mean, I guess I can get him. He said, get him. And he brings David in front of the king, and the king said, this is that guy. Who would have thought the guy taking care of the sheep, the worst job in the world, the king would have anointed David to be the next king of Israel. And we know what happened. <laughs> Hello. One of the greatest kings that Israel's ever known. So I'm thinking, what I'm saying is God doesn't look at who your family is or who, who brought you up or if your dad was a CEO of a company or your, you know, I don't think God matters. To, it doesn't matter to God. Nothing, nothing's wrong with that if that's the case for you. But I'm saying God uses some, no offense, some motley crew if you want to just be honest. He uses some motley crew people. Anyway, I'd, go ahead. So I just, I always go back to your mom talking about that service that y'all were in when you were younger. Mm. Um, There was a special speaker or somebody that had come into a church service and they were talking about divorced families. And he basically told anyone there if they were, I mean, you probably tell it better than I did. I could. I wish I knew his name. I'd call him on the podcast out, but I don't know his name. But, um, Let's be honest, he's probably not still living. He's probably not worth (laughs) me mentioning, but I will say this. He was a, hold on a minute, a man of God. Sorry, I don't mean to say that lightly. I'm just being honest. We put him on a pulpit pulpit and said, we trust this man. Okay? And he gets up in front of people. And mind you, my friends, I can, Corey Crabtree, his mom and dad were married. But then you had me and Michael, which our parents were not. So we had a mixture of young people that were there and my brother was there and this man gets up on stage and basically says, if you come from a divorced family, you're not going to be successful in life. He pretty much gave us the, you, we might as well give up. Told them uh, they wouldn't have a successful relationship. Nothing. And uh, it's funny because I've talked to my mother-in-law um, a few times about this and she said that if she would have been as bold now as she was then that she would have grabbed her two boys and walked out of the service. Um, 
But how many times have we sat in a room and listened to negative things spoken over us by a supposed person that's supposed to be speaking life into you? And um, fast forward 20 plus years, um, I know for sure two people sitting on that row. Um, Corey and Kim have been married a year less than us. Yeah. And um, so we're, we've got at least two marriages that are pushing the 25-year mark. And so whoever you are, Betty, sorry, you're... You're dumb. Um, but anyway, so, but a lot of people could take that. Like Grant and I could both, well, we came from divorced homes. We're not going to have a good family. Or um, like I was the first person, well, my sister and I kind of got our degrees right at the same time, but we were the first ones in our family to get a college degree. We could have went to the other side and said, well, nobody in our house has a college degree or um I mean, my mom had an associate's, let me take that back, we're the first to get a bachelor's degree. Let me reword that. But we could have said, oh, well, people in our family don't go to a four-year college. They don't get degrees. And we could have just let our path dictate where we were. But also, um, we can't think that just because someone has the training and the pedigree, that that's the only people that get used. Because I promise you, you could have someone with a with a master's degree in whatever, but they have zero people skills. And you may have not ever had the opportunity to go to college, but you can walk into a room and connect with anyone. Don't diminish that. That is a gift that not everyone has. Um, in 1 Corinthians, the first chapter, it goes through and it's talking about... Um, well, let me just look it up because I will say it wrong. Go ahead. Oh, I wasn't ready to say anything, okay, but so sorry. hey, I can. It's no big deal. And I was, she was talking about the people talking into your life, and I'm going to say this real easy. I'm only going to be real easy about it. Make sure you guard yourself and don't let just anybody speak into so your life. Even, just because they say I'm a Christian and, and I believe in Jesus and I read my Bible and pray doesn't mean that they should be speaking life into people. I'm, I'm just... I'm from experience. I'm freaking experience here. Not everybody <laughs> should be able to do that. I'm, I'm just going to say that. You, and and, guard, if, you're, and, heart, and if you're that person, you need to really check yourself. You're not the end all be all of God speaking person. You're not. You're you're not the one that God's using to speak to everybody on the earth. Just not happening. Okay. And just make sure if you're going to do that to somebody's life that you know 110 percent that God has told you to speak into their life. That's crucial, guys. You can direct somebody the wrong or right direction with you speaking life, and then they can trust you and believe in what you're saying. And that could have, if you're not pure, that could have a negative effect on their life. You could change someone's history right there. I'm not talking about that. I'm sorry. I, I'm say, track. That was way off track. Sorry. So, okay, I apologize. <laughs> back, to, back to the topic at hand. I'm sorry. It's okay. We do that a lot. So um, I was talking about foolish things, wise things. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, um, brothers and sisters, think of that when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. 
God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of the world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are, so that no one may boast before him. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God. That is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Therefore, it is is written, let no one who boasts, boast in the Lord. Hmm. Or let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. And so if you read about that chapter, the the leaders were getting, um, for lack of a better word, they were getting arrogant because they were like, oh, look at us. We're so smart. We know all the things. But again, you could be that person that you know how to love your neighbor. You're in your community and you uh, are ministering to people and you're meeting the needs of your community. And so I just... I don't know. I just worry sometimes that we diminish the purpose and the call that we were called to do because we think it's less than because there's not a spotlight. And I would venture to say that um, what is done behind the scenes sometimes is more impactful than what people see in the spotlight. This just came to me. Okay, listen to this. I think we sometimes equal purpose into, into things that look sexy on the outside. Let me let me let me make this let me clarify this for us what I'm saying. She said it already. I think we think purpose equals people are gonna see what I'm doing. Uh purpose equals I have a mic in my hand. Uh all kind of things. We think of the things that look at what I'm doing. I must be God's purpose because people are seeing me do it. You know, I bring the Bible up a lot because you can read a lot about the women and men in the Bible. And a lot of the men, well, I'm trying to think of one that doesn't. Most of the men and women of the Bible have gone through something. They've went through some, for a better word, crap in their life. And somehow God's brought them through it. And they find their purpose. And man, I shouldn't even be doing this. But God is allowing me, even though I'm not qualified, I'm probably underqualified. I don't have any education to do what I'm doing. But yet God's allowing me to do this? That's really what our purpose is. Anyway, I... And a lot of people sit there and they look at the spotlight and they look at, you know, the TV preachers or the 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 musicians or even, you know, the local people. And, well, that's important. And what I do is not important. And they know what their call is. And I don't know what my call is. You do know what your call is. What beats in your chest... Every day when you get up, what burdens your heart for other people? And here's the deal. It's not the same for everybody. It's not Mm -hmm. supposed to be the same for everybody. Um, Because things, um, like take my mother, for example. She goes and takes her vacation every year to go with an organization called Eight Days of Hope. They go wherever there's been a disaster in the United States. And they go and help people of the town rebuild. She literally loads up her truck and trailer with tools and she drives hours upon hours and she, that normally a local church will house them. And so I'm I'm not kidding. They're sleeping on cots Mm -hmm. and, you know, taking turns showering and the church usually feeds them. But how many people do you know that are going to take their vacation and go sleep on a cot and do work for other people? Not everyone is called to that. But that's my mother's heart. So that's what she goes and does as part of her ministry. But if it weren't for people like that, 
then there would be a void. Um, there, I'm trying to think of small things that people do all the time. Like, like, here's the deal. Let's say that you have an elderly neighbor and you help them with their groceries or you check on them during, you know, bad weather and things. Okay, I just need you to think for a minute. What happens when you're not checking on that neighbor? That is a ministry. That's a purpose because not everyone has a heart to think about their neighbors like that, even though that's one of the greatest commandments. We talked about that the last time. So everybody has to do their part. And of course, I'm sure you're already familiar with where I'm going next. But in 1 Corinthians um, chapter 12, it talks about that in order to be a whole body, we have to have all different parts. And so at the end, it says, now you are the body of Christ. Each one of you has a part of it. It does not say, the next line doesn't say, now some of you are going to be up here and some of you are going to be down here and some of you are going to have a big job and some of you are going to have a small, it doesn't say that. It says, each one of you is part of it, period. That's all it says. That's the end of the sentence. And God has placed you, has placed in the church, first of all, apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, helping, guidance, and different kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all have the gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? Now eagerly desire the greatest gifts, and yet I will show you the most excellent way everybody's important. There's there's nothing in there that says, you do this, so you're more important than this one. It doesn't say that. We need everybody, and we need all the things, and we need everybody to work together. And so whatever God lays on your heart, here's the deal. You're going to reach people that I will never meet. Grant reaches people that I will never know. But it's all needed so that everybody can work and do their purpose. Some people would say that I've had a lot of jobs. (laughs) And some people would say that they don't understand why I work so many jobs, so many places. Um, I will say that every job I've had has had a purpose to it. Um, My late, my, not my latest job, but my job that I remember the most and I, and I feel like that God used me with impact more than anything else. And it's not, I'm not boasting myself. I'm using God to get everything in this. But I worked oil field. Oh, it was over 10 years ago now, I think. I, I was a young man. <laughs> Very Way young man. Than that. Well, I just said over <laughs> 10 years ago, I was a young man. But God put me with a lot of, for a better word, motley crew. I was with a motley crew. A lot of different types of people. A lot of rugged, rough men. And I was kind of a... I was an I was an outsider. I was I was the no offense. I was the Christian boy that didn't say bad words and didn't do all these things that they did. Which I'm not. Once again, I once I'm not boasting myself. I'm just making a statement here. And I'm just looking through Facebook a while ago, and I'm seeing people that I would never think that would enter a church building are going to church with their families. And it's not because of what I was doing. It's because God had a purpose in everything that He put me in, and He fulfilled that purpose through me. It wasn't me. It was Him doing it. But but I think sometimes we 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 want the big things. We don't want to take the little things because we think God, this is such such a small step. You can't use that for my purpose. Why can't he? I mean, he used David as a shepherd to be the king of Israel. 
That's a huge step. But he didn't go from being the shepherd to the king. He took steps to get to the king, right? He went from the shepherd to the lion, to the lion and bear killer to the giant killer, right? And then he stepped into the, what, what did he do for the king? He played his harp so the king could, could relax. He did those things. He was, he was um, what's his buddy's name? His best friend? I just forgot his name. Jonathan. Jonathan. He was Jonathan's best friend. And through all that, he became king of Israel. But look at all the stuff he had to go through. All the little things God had to put him through to get to his purpose. I think God's purpose for David was to be the king of Israel. He didn't start there. He started as a shepherd boy. Okay? So no matter where you start at, I think sometimes we get discouraged. Well, God, I'm way down here right now. This is what your purpose is. Maybe it is for this season. Maybe your purpose is right where you're at. That's not going to be the end result for you. So don't get discouraged where you're at now. It's a process, guys. It's got to be. But also, while you're in the process and while you're walking out your purpose, you can't look at what someone else is doing and deviate from your purpose. Because it's go- if you try to follow in someone else's shadow and mimic the purpose that they have, it's going to end up in frustration for you and you're not going to reach the people that you were meant to reach. Go let whoever you're watching do their thing and that's great and that's wonderful. It's not a competition. It's not, um, look what I'm doing. What are you doing? But let them walk out their purpose and you walk out yours. And when Grant was talking about the small things that David did, um, I get a quote of the day every day um, in my email. And this one is from an author, Robert Collier. It says, success is the sum of small efforts repeated day in and day out. So like he was saying, it's not always going to be some big to-do. It may be that your neighbor's, um, you put your poly cart out on whatever day your trash day is and your elderly neighbors, it was windy and theirs blew over and you go down the street and you pick theirs up and you pick up all the trash. Why do we not look at that as ministry and as a purpose? Because guess what? God made you, you're their, their neighbor for a purpose. You're, there's a reason you're their neighbor because somebody else might not treat them like you treat them. Don't discount it. What? I'm going to be easy, okay? Hear me out. I'm going to be easy. But this is our podcast, and so if something I say you don't like, I'm going to apologize now, but I'm just saying it because this is how I feel, okay? Growing up in the 90s in church, I'm not discounting my, my upbringing. I loved the church in the 90s, okay? I probably wouldn't be the same person I am today if it wasn't the church, or the, if, if it wasn't brought up then, okay? But I think... As we get older, we need to, as a better word, think for ourselves and not live on mom and daddy's thoughts. Mm-hmm. Hear me out. Hear me out. Because if I did, some of the old thinking I still would have. But I think my, my mind is, is thinking for itself. And I'm not saying I'm right. I'm not saying I'm wrong. I'm saying my thinking's different. Okay? So our purpose, you feel like when you're growing up in the church I was growing up in, I don't mean the church as the church I went to, the whole the church as a whole in the nineties, our purpose was these, you know, we would we would get saved. Our purpose is to get filled with the Holy Ghost. Our purpose would be to speak in tongues. Our purpose would be to interpret 
a word in tongues. Our purpose would be, oh Lord, to find a wife, to do all these things. And I'm really, I'm really thinking, if we really think back, what does God really want us to do? We make purpose a big, a big like, I don't know, God, what you want me to do? You don't? You don't? Love your neighbor as yourself. The Bible tells you that's one of the commandments, the biggest commandment. That's a huge thing. And we don't do it. We see people every day, me and Tina, I think it's our call in life. I really do. No matter where we go, what restaurant we go eat at, no matter what store we shop at, we find somebody that is, I feel like I'm not flexing here, that is attracted to us and we start a conversation and we have a really good conversation. You know what? And we never mention Jesus. We never mention Jesus. I don't think we always have to. If, 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 if he's in my heart, in my life, when I speak, he's coming out of me sure. without me saying a word That's about true. him. If I always have to wear a t-shirt, I always have to say, I love Jesus. I always wear my cross necklace. I'm not knocking that. I'm just saying, I don't do it. Am I really true? Am I really, am I really being a, what God's called me to do? Because what has God's called you to do? What has he called you to do? I don't know. You know, I hate people that say, well, I don't know what God's called me to do. What? You don't? You really don't? What is your passion? What's your passion about? What drives you? Mm-hmm. You get up what well, you can't. You think about it day in and day out. You can't get away from it. That's what you're called to do. Yep. Do it. Do it. And here's the deal. Like this, us transforming from our Facebook Live videos to posting these videos and then putting it on Spotify and wherever. We're still trying to get on other platforms. platforms. But... I was thinking right before, so we could have waited until we had all the stuff figured out. Because if you notice, is there a fancy intro? Is there fancy music on the podcast? No, not yet. We're still trying to figure all that out. But here's the deal. If we had waited till we figured it all out, if you go back to Facebook, you can see a gap in our videos. That's why. Because we kept having all these ideas and we we're going to change it and we we're going to do this. And we kept thinking it had to be perfect. And last week we finally said, forget it. We're not worrying about all of the things. We're just going to do what we're supposed to be doing because we know that we're called to speak life into people. And so the same thing is true in your life. Stop waiting for the moment to be right. Stop waiting for all of the things to line up correctly. If God is prompting your heart to speak to that person in the store, go speak to the person in the store. Yeah, you might be in a hurry. We had a a speaker come in a couple of weeks ago and he literally said he was late because he took time because he knew this lady needed to talk. Okay, that that's that's where you meet people. That that's where you do the things that God has called you to do. You know, I think if we slow down and we see people around us. And I go see somebody every week, sometimes three times a week, a young man. And I wouldn't trade my friendship with him for anything in this world, okay? Um, he's one of the most genuine people that I know on this planet, okay? He's probably the best server I've ever had at a restaurant in my life. And I hope he watches this because I'm not just talking words. Me and Tina talk about this young man all the time at our house, okay? Um, we respect him and love him. But it would never have happened if we would not have taken time, not got so rushed, and do what God has actually purposed in our hearts to do. And that's that's ministering to people outside of those four walls we call church. Guys, if 
our purpose is always inside of that four walls, what an easy job we have. What an easy job. You're dealing with church people. Well, let me take that back. Not always an easy job. But but I'm saying if we never get out and rub shoulders with the world, mm-hmm. what are we what what are we really doing? We're playing mm-hmm. it safe. Yeah. We're playing it safe. And God's called us to go. The word says go, not stay. He wants to be uncomfortable. You know, it's not my nature, honestly, to be honest with you. I'm okay to go to a restaurant and sit down and eat and go home. But he married somebody. But I married Tina. <laughs> And I can't go to Walmart and get gas or get an ice cream at Brahms without talking to somebody. And that's okay. I'm getting better. You never met right? Yeah. I, <laughs> if you've never met him, you never will. But if you had a chance to, my Lord, no matter where he went, I'm not kidding. Him. If he wanted to throw hay, he would find somebody to talk to and he would tell them stories upon story. Guess what? He had so many relationships he built. People knew him. You couldn't go anywhere after he passed and say, I'm Tina Martin. I am Bill Long's um, granddaughter. Oh, Bill Long. I know. Blah, blah, blah. And he would tell you everything about Bill Long in the world you want to know about. You know why? He took time to build. That was his purpose in life, to build as many relationships as he could. You know what? What did Jesus do on the earth? What did he do? He talked to everybody he came in contact with, the young, the old, the poor, the rich, he didn't have a stereotype that Jesus won't talk to this person here. He talked to the prostitute. He talked to the widower. He talked to the lady that was committing adultery. The crooks. The crooks. Mm-hmm. He talked to everybody. And you know what? He changed their life just by talking. And he never mentioned mm-hmm. himself in front of them until it was later on in their relationship. Yeah. We ruin, we ruin our purpose when we start with, you're a sinner, you're going to hell if you don't know Jesus. You're turned off. That's not your purpose. You're turned off. That's Maybe that's not your purpose in life. Maybe it's not. No, I'm saying that's never our purpose. No, it's never our purpose. No, never. So, um, but basically, I just, I just feel like a lot of people look at other people and think, well, they have a call because they came from this family and they came from here and they did this and they have this training and, and. Nothing could be further from the truth. We all have a purpose. We all have a call. Regardless of where you are right now, regardless of what season you're in, there's a reason you're in that season. Your season may be amazing right now and your season may be terrible right now. But there's still a reason and you still have a purpose in the midst of that. I'm gonna speak about people that know about their purpose, and I know we got. I'm got. Okay, well, stop saying first and last names of people because <laughs> they may not more all their I'm names. About to out say, there. I'm about to say first last names because I, they're my family. I know them personally, <laughs> and I apologize later. <laughs> if you ever go to Seminole oh. and you want to go eat pizza, go to Mazio's Pizza. There's a guy named Ryan Martin there. I know him pretty good. I've known him well 43 years of his life, almost 44 now. No, maybe 44 of his life. That's my brother. His purpose, if you've ever seen him in action, he talks to everybody that comes in that place. And the people love him. They call him Bubba. They want Bubba to make their pizza. You know why? He's built relationships. They know him. And when people come in, he knows. He already has an order in the oven and has it out to him. He knows that. His wife, she cuts hair. She's great at it. She's personable. It's I'm telling you guys, we make it a huge deal. If I'm not doing something huge, it can't be what I'm called to do. Why? Why? Why can't it be? Maybe you're the best greeter at Walmart. 
People love talking to you. When you walk in, you have a smile on your face. It radiates out of you. Maybe that's your purpose. Yep. Yep. But we make it such a big deal. Another thing we do, and I got to go this, but we compare each other's purpose. Well, I'm not doing what you're doing, so maybe I maybe it's not good enough. Why don't you let me do my purpose? You do yours. Because we both can't do the same thing. That's why one of us is a hand, one of us is a foot, one of us is a neck, one of us is an ear, one of us is a mouth. We're all not good speakers. Maybe your job's not to talk or speak. Maybe it's to listen. We don't have enough listeners in this world. Just stop and listen. Because it's not all about you. Maybe people need to talk. That's what she's good at. When we go somewhere to talk, she most of the time lets them do all the talking first, and then she talks to them. But she listens to them. People will tell you they're hurting. They'll tell you what their problems are if you be quiet. What is your purpose? What is it? Find it. Find it and run with it. That's pretty much. I, I don't. I, that's what we got today. Man, mm, wow. Oh, before we go, I do want to say, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be a cop out here, but we really need to pray for this nation, for this country. And I know you hear this all the time, but guys, there's got to be a shift in this country. There's got to be some awakening that says we cannot keep going the way we're going. And it's going to start with us. It has to. Guys, there's no way people should go somewhere and be able to do what the person did in Nashville, Tennessee. There's, it should never happen. We should never hear about that. But we are. We are. Because people are hurting. They're broken. And they don't know where to turn. It's got to be us. Yep. We got to make a difference. We got to change, get our pride out of the way. If they're not making as much money as me, who cares? They don't talk like me. Who cares? They're stuck in preference. I don't care. Jesus loves them. Yep. We got to change. We have to. And so in your prayer time, this always pray for our country. Yep. I don't know why we don't do that, okay? We should always pray for our leaders and pray for our country because we need, we need Jesus. We need him. Anyway, I'm sorry. No, I've gotten a, gotten a... All right. So just remember, your pedigree does not equal purpose. Does not. Or lack thereof a pedigree. Doesn't matter. God can use you. Anybody. You may not know this. And you can look this up on your own. This can be your homework. God used a donkey in the Bible to talk to someone. So if he can use a donkey or insert whatever word you want to replace for a donkey, pretty sure he could use you. So, new way. All right. We love you guys. Love and we'll y'all. see you next time. Bye.